0: new york game day with mike tannenbaum matthias kiwanuka and anita
1: marks our three special edition of new york game day here at 98.70 spn we will still be on tomorrow bright and early 7 a.m and with you until 11 of course but mike tannenbaum joins us now he's going to be with us for the next 30 minutes to do a deep dive into these two matchups as well he has not had a chance uh to of course break this down but mike is joining us from michigan uh Big uh big Michigan weekend with the, I know your daughter attends Michigan, right, Mike?
2: She does, yeah. We're up here in Ann Arbor and it is uh definitely uh football conditions here and looking forward to a great slate of games with you guys.
3: <laughs> sounds like you're <laughs> sounds like you're real
1: comfortable <laughs> football conditions.
2: Yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, I I am in a car, so I'm I'm really good right now. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let's, let's do it. And let's obviously start with the Giants. Uh, Kiwi and I have been talking about it for a good two hours. Uh, we both like the Giants chances here. This line now has moved up to eight kind of shows you where uh, the money is flowing. My big thing is I- I'm just not buying that Jalen hurts, that his shoulder is, is ready for this matchup. I- I'm just not. What are you hearing? What says, what say you, uh, what, what are your thoughts about Jalen hurts and in the shoulder injury going up against this Giants team that, we, I think we all know is going to be coming after him.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with you guys on both fronts. First of all, like, just being around the sport for a couple of decades, like, Jalen Hurts did not pass the eye test. He was, to me, uh, the front runner for the MVP uh, before he got gotten hurt. That last game he played, he just did not look the same. And I don't care if he's on the injury report or off the injury report, he just did not look the same. And I think when you look at the way the Philadelphia Eagles are built, it's very similar to the Cowboys guys in terms of what their defense does best rush the passer, go upfield. And I think the more that the Giants keep this close, the more that they stress them horizontally and in, our, in that running game, I think that really favors the Giants, and I like the Giants as well today.
3: So tell me, which, which direction do um, the Eagles go? If Jalen Hurts is, let's say he's unhealthy, but he's, he's healthy enough to play. So he's not hurt, he's not on the sideline, we're not switching him out. Like, How do you adjust the game or uh, the game plan for him to not have to run the ball?
2: Yeah, I think that's exactly what happens. I think they're going to probably play a little bit more conventional. I think you'll see maybe some behind the line of scrimmage stuff, Kiwi, where mm-hmm. maybe they'll try to get the ball to guys like you know Devonte Smith, where he can still make plays. Obviously, mm-hmm. Miles Sanders, uh, Boston Scott, but like I just don't where they put so much pressure. I, of all the things that I think Jalen Hurts is a lead at, I think it's probably his decision making that's really rare because in that nanosecond he could know when to keep it, throw it. And if he if that dimension of their offense is missing today, I think they're much more uh, not only predictable, but uh, they become less explosive.
1: You know, it's it's I would not say it's uncomfortable, but like, you know, listen, let's be honest. This is football, right? They're out there tackling, trying to hurt. Not not your intention is to maim somebody. But, um, you know, I would imagine and we've been talking about it again, that Really, the, the Giants' main objective here is, is is to get in, in Hurts' face, right? And it might not be sacking him. I'm not saying that the Giants are going to walk away with, like, eight sacks in a game. But it's the pounding. It's the hitting. It's the constant, you know, one, two, three steps, boom, and, and Hurts getting hit and knocked to the ground and possibly falling on that shoulder. God forbid Dexter Lawrence and 400 pounds falls on him, right? Like, you know, so... Uh, you, I, I think that there's, I, and I hate saying this, right? Because I don't wish ill will on anyone. Trust me, um, but I, I think there's a chance that maybe Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts doesn't make it through all four quarters, Mike. Right?
2: Yeah, I mean that's always possible. I, I did the game for ESPN Radio when he got hurt against the Bears. I got to tell you, like this guy's like an all time tough guy. Like he, he, that was a big hit. He took, stayed in the game, and you know, just watching him and seeing him over the years as a competitor. You know, they're gonna have to. I mean, he's not coming out of this game unless his arm is falling off. So, um, but you're right because of the physicality of the sport, and it's we're talking about again the throwing shoulder of your quarterback, you know, and that's why I think they're going to try to protect him a little bit early in play calling. And look, Nick Sirianni wants to win the game, a but you know, b is going to be let's try and make sure that we get hurts through this game healthy, and the best way to do that is to prevent you know some of the plays where the ball's in his hands and the the run game especially. The zone reads, the RPOs, all those things that have been so hard to defend.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think we could say, and, and I appreciate the fact you don't you don't wanna, you know put like a bounty out on somebody. We could say exactly. like, you, you want to, but you want to pain on somebody, and it's legal in football to inflict pain, like pain and playing through pain is part of the game now there's a difference between hitting somebody square legal and fair and um and injuring some and injuring somebody with an illegal move and i think as a football player you know when you go out there like you're not going to feel well when you come off the, the field And you go and you play certain teams and and you know you just you feel it you feel banged up why not because they did anything dirty but just because every chance that they had they were taking shots they were hitting you here hitting you there and those kind of things And so i think that's what you mean when you're talking about inflicting pain especially on a quarterback it's it's you know take that extra you know. Juice and, and get off the ball to make sure you can get to him before he throws the ball. Um, my question, um, Mike, is you know looking at the the defense for for the Giants, like what what um, adjustments do you think need to be made going into this week from from last week? I know you know Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley had tremendous games. What did you see from the defense, and what are you expecting from them this week?
2: Yeah, I think uh, Nia, you know, alluded to earlier. I think it's a good matchup with Dexter Lawrence on uh, J.C. Kelsey. J.C. Kelsey is a great player, but he's undersized. So I think getting push up, you know, in terms of you want to change the line of scrimmage, push the Mm -hmm. pocket, keep Jalen Hurts, you know, between the tackles to the extent you can. I think Adoree Jackson gives them an element on the back end because he could really run. Um, And I think those are the keys. They're going to need guys like Dexter Lawrence and Adoree Jackson to make plays for them to win today. But I think they're capable of doing that. 800-919-3776.
1: Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six, Gentlemen, let's take some calls. Uh, let's bring in Mike from New Jersey. Mike, welcome in.
0: Hey, guys. How you doing?
1: Great. Welcome to the show. Yeah, what you got?
0: Uh, uh, before I start, I- Anita, I just want to say your call last week on the Giants Vikings score was ridiculous. It was right oh, right on the money. 31, yeah, yeah, Mike, 31 every, now,
1: every now and then my crystal ball works, Mike. Thanks.
0: Blind squirrels find a nut. Um, but uh, that, that was great um, I just want to say the Giants feel great about the Giants today if they keep it close, they don't turn it over um, and I, I, especially because of week 18 when the Giants defense was pretty much all there except for a few guys they, they frustrated the Eagles and hurts um, so that's why I'm feeling good about it and I also just want to say to the Giants fans that are going to the Eagles game tonight guys, if you're wearing Eagles, Eagles attire to blend in and not be harassed, and then you're rooting for the Eagles because you're worried, please don't go. Be proud, be respectful, but don't ever be embarrassed to be a Giants fan. Just stay home and watch the game, because I've heard of people are going wearing Phillies jerseys, Eagles jerseys, and they're going to fake root for the Eagles because they're worrying about being disrespected.
1: Well, well, here's the thing. Mike, Mike, thank you for the phone call. Really do appreciate it. And and Mike and Kiwi, Kiwi, we really haven't – had a, had a lengthy conversation in re, in regard to this but mike what was the nfl thinking you've got you've got eagles fans that are the i mean i mean let's let's go back quite a few years where they missed out on the number 1 overall pick and they didn't they weren't able to get oj simpson throwing snowballs at santa now you give an entire city all day to drink and get ready for this game like like these fans are like over under how many people are going to be in that jail cell underneath the stadium at the end of the game? Like, like to have this game in Philadelphia at 8.15 at night? Mike, that's it's, it's dangerous.
3: A, it's a different world. I remember well, pulling out of there and seeing um, bonfires and, and fights and, and everything. Like, it is it is a, a special place to play.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's very similar to, like, playing all those years in Buffalo. It's, you know, the SUVs are there since, like, Wednesday night and people are revved up. But, look, you know, Mike McCarthy said best, Anita, to answer your question, it's TV ratings. You know, like Dallas played Monday night against Tom Brady. Massive, massive ratings. And tonight, are you kidding? Giants and Eagles on a Saturday night. You know, the ratings are going to be just through the roof. And, um, you know, that's just one of the many reasons I like the Giants Say is, you know, you talk about short weeks of rest. You know, they had obviously a huge one. Anytime you have a road playoff win, it's a huge one for your organization. It validates so many things like Brian Dayball. Wink Martindale and Daniel Jones and you know sort of like this resurgent team. Um, and I think they're really fortunate. Unlike Dallas, you know, who plays on a Monday night, flies home to Dallas. Now they got to fly out to San Francisco for tomorrow's game. You know, at least you know for the Giants, they just get on a bus and they're playing a team for the third time. And again, like you know, Kiwi, you were asking me about the defensive adjustments. I think by this time, like the third time, Wink Martindale again. I'd be surprised, you know, if the Giants lost contained today. I just feel like. Uh-huh. This is um, the way the Eagles want to stress the defense and the decisions that you have to make in terms of contain, pitch man, and leverage your defense. I just think nothing will intimidate the Giants tonight—the like elements or this offense.
1: When we get back, uh, we'll get Mike's prediction, his scores for the Giants game, as well as the first game on tap. And that's the Jacksonville Jaguars going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll dive into that next. We'll continue to take your calls. 800-919-3776. Special edition of New York Game Day right here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks.
1: I love that music. It is New York Game Day, special edition on this Saturday afternoon. With you until 3 o'clock this afternoon here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, getting you ready for the big game Giants taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. But we do have one prior. And at 4 30 p.m. is kickoff Jackson O'Connor against the Kansas City Chiefs. This line now is up to 9.5. Oh, my goodness gracious. Started this morning at eight and a half, moved up to nine. It's now up to nine and a half. The over under is at 52 and a half. Mike, let's, uh, let's start with you. Your thoughts on this matchup. How do you see this game playing out?
2: Yeah, I think if they played ten times, I like Kansas City nine out of ten times. I think to beat Kansas City now, they have some vulnerabilities in the secondary outside of Sneed, And think you can go over the top for big plays. Um, I just don't think Jacksonville's really built that way outside of Travis Etienne, and maybe a little bit with Evan Ingram. I think you need home run hitters on the perimeter to beat Kansas City. I just don't think this is a great matchup for Jacksonville. Now, look, if Patrick Mahomes turns it over three or four times, all bets are off, but I don't expect that to happen today.
1: Kiwi? Mm-hmm.
3: What, what, what are you expecting to happen?
2: I think it's, we're going to see uh, Kansas City roll, and uh, – you know, they're home. It's a bye week. Um, it's Patrick Mahomes. And as long as they don't turn the ball over, guys, I expect um, a pretty convincing Kansas City win. I think the other three games are extraordinarily competitive. That could go either way, but I don't think this game's going to be very competitive.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think the same thing here. I think, um, you know, they're – they're obviously they've they've done a lot. They've done a, a tremendous job this entire season. So you wanna, you know, make sure you give them credit. Jacksonville has has put together a performance and they should be appreciated for it. But, you know, when it comes down to it, um, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs are just they're just outmatched, you know, on, on every phase of the game. Um, they outmatch the the Jaguars and so my expectation is that, you know, Kansas City, you know, does have the most lopsided victory of this weekend.
1: I just my thing is I just don't know how much gas they still have left in the tank. Uh, yeah. Love me some Trevor Lawrence, you know the, they they've they've got a lot of talent on that offensive side of the ball. Doug Peterson, his record speaks for itself, especially in the postseason. I just don't know how much gas they still have left in that tank um, prior to uh, or I should say following uh, that unbelievable comeback against the Chargers, and then you know having to then travel to Kansas City where Kansas City has just been sitting back. And, of course, you know we know how good Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are with extra time to prepare for a game. But it's, uh, it's wild how this game, uh, this line keeps on edging up. I wouldn't be surprised if it's 10, 10 and a half uh, at kickoff at 4.30 uh, just by what we've seen happen here in just the, the last few hours. That's for sure. All right, Mike, we've got you for another five minutes. Uh, let's get your take in regards to the Giants and the Eagles. Again, the Giants, this line moving up as well. Giants now getting eight. The over-under is 48. How
2: does this play out? What's your final score? Well, I like the Giants here, 31-21. Um, I just think the way they're playing right now, they're going to be really hard to beat. And, um, again, I think the way they're going to play offense is the perfect way to neutralize what Philadelphia does great on defense And because of the uncertainty around Jalen Hurts. I think Daniel Jones right now, at the quarterback position, guys, is just playing better football than Jalen Hurts.
3: That's good to hear. You finally believe in the G-Man,
2: huh?
0: <laughs> you
1: <laughs> <came> around. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want I don't want to give I don't want to give our picks out yet. Uh Matthias, um also before I let you go, Mike, um you know, we we had a caller who called in who said, "Oh, you know, if Daniel Jones has a horrible performance, all those Giants fans who who don't want Daniel here, they're going to come out of the woodwork tomorrow. They're going to call into the show. They're going to say Daniel's not the what?" Like you know, you're, you're, my, my response was what more does he need to do? Even if he wets the bed in this game, the fact that he's been making chicken salad out of chicken poop to me, I'm in sign me up, especially first year with Brian Dable in the system. Uh, what, what, what do you do? Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, the season ends for the giants tomorrow. How do you move forward with Daniel Jones?
2: Yeah, they're going to have to franchise him. You know, Adam Schefter was on ESPN a little bit earlier, making, you know, pretty much the same statement about the, the state of the quarterback. play. Like, you know, you know, the NFC South guys, like, you're talking about the whole division They need a new quarterback. Like, just think about that. All four teams, obviously the Jets, we've talked about that all season long, Indianapolis, Houston Texans, amongst countless others. So, the thing about what's going on with Daniel Jones, like, even to your point, Anita, let's say he doesn't play great today. Let's say he plays a B. So many teams would see him as a massive upgrade that I think he's going to have a really robust market, and I think – but the Giants can't get some deal done, which that number keeps going up. In my opinion, then they're going to have to franchise him, or really risk losing him.
1: Yeah, I
3: think at this point it would it would be a shame to to see him walk out the door. But I, I just don't don't see that as a possibility. So I think you're right. You know, you franchise him, you know, figure out a way to get something done long term, and then you know, focus on um, what's coming down the road, trying to get some more pieces around him that he can that he can work with, and and continue to solidify the defense.
2: And guys, like, if we go back last week, like, I know Minnesota doesn't have a great defense, and we all talked about that, but boy, I thought he threw it exceptionally well, and obviously Mm -hmm. Slayton had that big drop in the game, but I thought his ball placement was just exceptional last week, Mm -hmm. and again, even though it's a weak defense, like, when you're evaluating players, you want to see them play well in road playoff games.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Like when the when the lights came on, he was prepared from the beginning of that game until the end. It didn't look like he flinched. It didn't look like he wavered at all. And and to me, um, I mean, you could you could say like maybe maybe it's because he didn't have the contract that he was playing the way that he was. So if you want to you want to give it you know that kind of credit, that's fine. Uh, but wh- whatever was done, they found a way to get the most and the best out of the players that they needed to at the right time. And and that so that goes to not just Daniel Jones, but you know the you know the entire changes that they made, and especially coaching staff wise
2: yeah, I, I completely agree. If you just flew it in, you didn't know anything, he was the best football player on the field last week.
1: Um, also, before we let you look, you go, let's talk about Saquon Barkley and what he's meant to this team and this organization. I know you said that you feel the best course of action is franchise tagging Daniel Jones, so uh, you would expect the Giants to work out a deal with Saquon? Is that what you're anticipating?
2: Yeah. I, look, you, either player should leave. They could franchise one, obviously, if they needed to. Um Ideally, you, you know, you'd rather franchise a running back than a quarterback. But, you know, so he, Saquon was exceptional. I think his vision's underrated. His pass protection's gotten better. We saw the burst last week on the long run. And, again, I expect him to play really well tonight. And some of these long handoffs that Daniel Jones gets to Saquon, um, that's one of the reasons this team is in the second round of playoffs.
1: Any final, any final thoughts before we let you go, Mike?
2: Yeah, Anita, we should be investing in AnitaMarks.com here. I mean, my gosh, you know, you got to keep, keep on a roll here for all of us. 40
1: and 17, dude. Forty. But, again, like, full transparency, here's what my problem is. If I would just wager on those three games that I give you each and every week, you know, Mama would have a lot of new pairs of shoes. I'd I'd have a plethora of new pairs of shoes, but it's not what happens. It's just, you know. It's not just three games for me. Uh, here, wait, before before I do let you go. So, um, by the way, it was announced Madonna's final tour, farewell tour, is taking place, and she's going to be here in uh, at MSG, M- MSG in August. And I know her daughter goes to Michigan. Your daughter goes to Michigan. Have, have they are they friends? Any any hookups uh, no. there for us yeah. with Madonna? Yeah, not tickets.
2: Maybe we can. <laughs> I need to maybe we have a, a live remote for the three of us at uh, Madonna's <laughs> concert at MSG. I'm,
1: I man, I've been I've been blowing everybody up on 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 my cell phone trying to get those tickets. Are you kidding me? Farewell tour, Madonna, she, and 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 she's gonna play all the old school stuff, Borderline, all the she's going way back, baby. So, um, yeah, keep us posted if your friend if if your if your daughter becomes friends with Madonna's daughter who goes there. So that'd be great.
2: All right. Sounds good.
1: (laughs) Mike, thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure. Enjoy your night, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning.
3: Thanks, Mike.
2: All right. Sounds good, guys. Enjoy the game.
1: You got it. You you. got it. Mike Tannenbaum joining us here. Special edition of New York Game Day on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Quick break. We come back. Mike DeRocco uh Rocco sorry Mike DiRocco I keep on pronouncing it wrong shame on me Mike DiRocco is going to join us he covers the Jags for ESPN we'll get a little preview of the first game on tap for today Four thirty kickoff Jacksonville going up against Kansas City that next here on 98.7 ESPN
0: New York game day with Mike Tannenbaum Matthias Kiwanuka and Anita Marks
1: Welcome back. New York game day here on 98.7 ESPN. Mike DeRocco joins us. He covers the Jacksonville Jaguars for ESPN as they're getting ready to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Mike, welcome in. It is New York game day. You're on with me and, of course, Matthias Kiwanuka. We welcome you in. Big day for the Jags going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. I've been saying it all show long. How much gas do they still have left in this tank after that unbelievable comeback to the Chargers? Uh, Please do share with us. Is this team ready to take on the kansas city chiefs
4: yeah you know i think so i mean they they have been eagerly looking forward to this rematch because they feel like they left a lot of stuff on the table the last time you know they had the surprise onside kick to start the game uh didn't get any points off of it they converted two fourth downs in that game didn't get any points off of that missed two field goals Uh, And they were plus three in turnover ratio. And, um, you know, they were down by 20. I think it was 20-0 at one point and came back, and it was 27-17. So they felt like we had chances in that game. We have to capitalize this time. Um, And that's what they were saying all week. And uh, so they're excited about it. Obviously, no one expected them to be here uh, at this point in the season, one of the four teams left in the AFC. So they're kind of relishing that um, a little bit as well.
3: Mike, appreciate having you on. So no one gave him a chance last week and, and no one's given him a chance this week or almost no one And to the point they've even been called cockroaches by, by somebody. Um, <laughs> if you had to point to a reason to believe in this team as somebody who's down there and, and who understands, um, you know, the inside and outs of, the, of the, the organization, like what would you point to? What would be the strength?
4: Uh, well, I, I, I don't think you can overlook the Doug Peterson factor at all. Uh, mm-hmm. and here's, here's a guy who's won a Super Bowl uh, you won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, so let's remember that as well. Um, and and this team needed somebody like him, and I wrote about this this week. I mean, he was the perfect hire at the perfect time, and he has this team completely believing um, that they belong here, and completely believing that they're one of the better teams in the AFC, and and you know do have a legitimate chance to go to the Super Bowl. You know, plus look, this team has, has rallied from deficits all year long. Um, five of their eight wins, um, since November, uh, have been come from behind wins and, you know, they came back from 17 down against the Raiders, 17 down against the Cowboys and won in overtime. And then obviously last week down 27-0 and came back and beat the Chargers. So there's a belief on this team too, that they're never out of it. Now here in Kansas City against Patrick Mahomes, that's still a different beast because, You know, the Kansas City Chiefs are just as liable to explode for 40 points, um, you know, in two or three quarters as anybody else. So, got to be careful not to get too far behind, but they just have this belief that no matter what the score is, they're not out of the game. Uh,
1: In in looking at this Jags defense, uh, I'm going to throw out some numbers for you, right? 22nd in passing yards per play allowed, 29th in third down conversion rate allowed. By the way, Kansas City second best in the NFL. And 24th in red zone defense. I mean, you know, the matchup just does not bode well for Jacksonville, considering what we know Kansas City does extremely well. How how are they how are they looking to to at least try to contain? You can't stop them, but possibly slow Patrick Mahomes in this offense down, Mike.
4: Well, two ways. Number one, keep him in the pocket. They, you know, that that's bad enough. I mean, he's dangerous from the pocket. But what they don't want is him getting outside on the edge and escaping and creating. And you know, you lose discipline on the guy you've got. and They get a step, and Mahomes just flings it backwards underneath his legs, you know, type of thing, and ends up with a big touchdown throw. So, kind of keep him in the pocket, and keep him from improv- improvising. Um, you know, out there on the edge. And the other thing, too, is they got to keep him off the field, and the best way to do that is run the ball. And I think they're going to really try and run the ball. Um, I think it'll be more attacking on the perimeter in the run game, the tack-off tackle, that kind of stuff, because Chris Jones is a big problem. He's been fantastic all year, and they had a hard time moving him around last time they played earlier in the year. So I think those are really the two ways to kind of deal with Mahomes. And if they can run the ball the way they want to, and limit the number of possessions the Chiefs have, then I do think that they do have a chance
3: to win this game. Mike, you talked about Doug Peterson and, and how instrumental he was in changing the culture. Um, two questions. One, what specifically about the culture do you think that um, he changed, which had the, the biggest effect? And then was there a point during the season where you, when you, you know, saw a turning point point? you said, oh, okay, this, the, this is a different team than last year?
4: Yeah, the big thing was he treated them like professional athletes and treated them like adults, uh, which is something Urban Meyer did not do. Um, you know, they would come in and, you know, he was having these extra long meetings. He's having guest speakers come in to try and motivate these guys. You know, they're calling out winners and losers on, um, you know, drills and training camp. And, and the guys are like, can, can we just get ready for the season and start, stop worrying about all this other stuff? Can we mm-hmm. just get you know, let's get the game plan in. Let's get the offense in. That, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, you know, with Urban, they never knew what they were going to get. Um, you know, mentality wise, some days he's up, some days he's down. Um, with, with Doug Peterson, he's an even guy. No matter what's going on, and the players love that. Um, and I think the moment I thought that this team had a chance to be or that, that things turned, and I didn't think even at this point that they would be here where they are, or they would even win the division. But when they went up to Tennessee on December 11, and they beat the Titans 36-22 in Nashville. They hadn't won there since 2013, and Derrick Henry has just killed this franchise. Um, but they dominated that game after a little bit of a slow start, and that's the point when I thought, okay, they've turned the corner, and then, you know maybe next year, year after, they're going to be a team that makes some noise in the playoffs. I didn't think it would be this quickly, but to me, that's when I think everything was evident that things had flipped.
1: All right, Mike, before I let you go, um, I'm going to throw out a few prop bets that, I've, that I'm have that i going to play. And I'm curious to get your thoughts, whether you agree or disagree with them. Maybe, you know, you're on the opposite side. Uh, by all means, please let me know. Uh, Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, over 39 and a half passing attempts. He averages 36. Well, teams, I should say, average 36 a game against Kansas City, the third most. And I think a big reason why you've got to keep up with the Mahomes, right? And in order to do that, you've got to pass the ball. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had 40 attempts uh, in Week 10 when he faced this team, and he had 47, granted, overtime against uh, the Chargers. So, um, you know, with that being said, well, not overtime, just uh, 47 against the Chargers. So with that being said, over under 39.5 passing attempts for Trevor Lawrence today.
4: Yeah, I think it's probably going to be over because I do think that uh, the Chiefs are going to score here uh, a lot. And and this is a game that if the Jaguars are going to win it, they're going to have to score 35 points, I think. So um, I, I would probably take the over there.
1: Uh, Christian Kirk uh, is, um, I, I think we would all agree, right, the legit number one wide receiver in this offense. I've got over 34.5 receiving yards and also an anytime touchdown for him. In week 10, he put up 105 and two touchdowns against Kansas City. He's got a 23% target share. Kansas City ranks 30th in the NFL against wide receiver ones. And they are 24th against the slot, which from what I understand, Kirk runs his routes out of 67% of the time. So I think Christian Kirk could have a big game today. Agree or disagree?
4: No, I agree. I think, uh, you know, a lot like last week, since they're going to have to throw it to stay in it, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence does spread the ball around pretty well, but he is, Kirk is their number one in this offense, and they're going to get him the ball a lot. So I would definitely play over uh, for sure.
1: And here's an interesting one. We'll end with this, and that's Travis Atien. I'm going under two and a half receptions. Why? He hasn't had more than three receptions uh, in a game all season long, which is, which is, mind-boggling to me because he's so damn athletic and he is good in the passing game I don't know maybe just because you know you've got Kirk you've got Zay Jones uh, you got Evan Ingram right like I, I don't know what gives but I'm going under two and a half receptions to ATN today well, how do you think ATN's going to be utilized
4: yeah I think they're going to try and run the ball a lot like I said earlier at first especially out there on the perimeter um, to try and stay away from Chris Jones uh, yeah he, he that has been one of the bigger mysteries to us this year and that cover the team why, uh Travis Etienne hasn't been more involved in the past and because he was mm-hmm. at Clemson uh, certainly that last year to show that he definitely could be a big factor there but you know like you mentioned they've got all these other options with those other guys and, and sometimes some of the stuff that they will use Evan Ingram for are some of the shorter quicker throws as well and that's stuff that you could use Etienne but you know, obviously Ingram's probably a better matchup, you know, at times there. So I, I, I don't see him being involved in the pass game heavy today after, you know, eighteen, nineteen games of it not happening to this point.
1: Uh Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Really do appreciate it. Enjoy the game later on this afternoon.
4: Thanks, Mike. Thanks
1: for having me, guys. You got it. Mike DiRocco, who covers the Jags for ESPN. So by the way, um, those are just a few of the prop bets I'm playing. Again, uh, Trevor Lawrence over 39 and a half passing attempts. Uh, Christian Kirk over 64 and a half receiving yards anytime touchdown. 18 under two and a half receptions. Like Mike said, it's kind of wild to me. ATN uh, is one of the most athletic uh, when you saw McClemson, one of the best pass-catching running backs in the NFL, and he's just not utilized that way in Jacksonville. It's it's really bizarre. As for Kansas City, I'm going over two and a half touchdown passes for Patrick Mahomes. He tossed four in Week Ten against this Jags team, who only blitzed twice. Only blitzed twice. I think Travis Kelsey is going to have a monster day. So I'm going over 79 yards. The Jags ranked 28th. In points allowed to tight ends. Uh, they're just, they're not good against the position. And last but not least, and you'd appreciate this, Kiwi, Chris Jones, anytime sack at mm-hmm. minus 115. He had one and a half sacks and two quarterback hits. He was a man possessed, unstoppable back in week, week 10 when these two teams faced each other. So those are some of the prop bets I'm playing in this first game matchup. Your thoughts?
3: Uh, very, very good. Prop, definitely on that. That Chris Jones, when he's definitely uh, a, a playing like a man right now, I think, um, you know, we, we've said it, you know, over and over again, like Jacksonville, just, you know, the, their, their work is definitely cut out for them. Great story. Um, I think uh, Mike hit it right on the head that they're probably gonna have to score over 35 points if they want to have a chance, a legitimate chance at, at winning this game. There's just, you know, too many mismatches on different areas of the field.
1: Uh, before we let you go, uh, or I should say, before we take a break, because we still have one more segment left uh, in the show, and that is 98.7 ESPN's Super Box Bonanza 2023, with over thirty-five thousand dollars in cash and prizes. Each box comes with additional prizing, including uh, a, a Yeti coolers, Knicks and Rangers suite tickets, GBL speakers, fantastic gift cards, and much more. Plus, the big game payout. Five hundred dollars in the first quarter and third quarters, one thousand at the half, and the grand prize final scores wins a big trip to Resorts World Bimini in the Bahamas plus two thousand dollars cash. Have you been to Bimini yet?
3: No, I haven't. Done, I haven't done Bimini. Um, it's on my list. So you I haven't done Bimini yet. It's so, so close. Yep.
1: Yeah. So growing up in Miami, my family we always had boats, and so we we used to we go to Bimini all the time. And when I was a kid, they have something called Bimini bread. And it's, it's, it's the most amazing bread you'll ever have in your life. And they make these Bimini bread cheese, grilled cheese sandwiches to die for. To die for. So whoever does win this and you go to Bimini, trust me, you want to seek out Bimini bread and you want to seek out the Bimini bread grilled cheese sandwiches. Trust hey, bring, me on that. Bring me one. Uh, I, used to, I used to dream about it when I was a kid. Get your boxes by listening to D. Pietro and Rothenberg, Barton Hahn and Michael K., Throughout uh, February 3rd, it's all brought to you by Partisian Premium Home Cocktail Makers, Slowman's, Resorts World Bimini in the Bahamas, PC Richard and Son, Grand Marnier, an award winning blend of fine cognac and orange liqueur, and 90.7 ESP in New York. For full contest details, go to ESPNNewYork.com. Superbox Bonanza! exactly when we come back uh we will take your calls now is the last time to get on board you want to chime in on this show 800-919-3776 and uh and kiwi and i will have all our bets all the things all the ways that we are going to play this bad boy matchup with the giants and the eagles when we get back right here on 90.7 espn
0: new york game day with mike tannenbaum matthias kiwanuka and anita Marks.
1: Um. At uh, at 4:30, the line now is nine and a half for Kansas City. The over/under is 52 and And then the Giants, of course, they kick off at 8:15. Giants now getting eight. The over/under is 48. So Kiwi, I just got a a, a tweet. You can follow me at Anita Marks. Um, shameless plug, not so shameless. Uh, this is from <laughs> uh, this is this is from Lonnie Lonnie Nevada. Okay, Lonnie Nevada. He says your bets are too confusing. Mm. I just did a giant Bengals parlay on FanDuel. Then hit the teaser button. I've got Giants at plus 13.5 and, and the Bengals plus 11.5. The odds become minus 134. Hey, that's solid, Lonnie. But I'd rather, so you're, you're at minus 134 with that. I'd rather have the Giants at plus 14.5 and the Kansas City Chiefs at minus 2.5 and, and all of that at minus 128 you're laying Lonnie you're laying more money down and I've got better odds I don't, how's that confusing is that confusing and and no. just full this disc, full disclosure like I failed geometry like like I like in fact like this is embarrassing it because you know you're, you're like you're a brainiac with Cynthia Freeland the two of you I can't but um <laughs> I, I want to say, like, I, I scored a I scored a, a 980 on my SAT, and I think you get, like, a 900 by just signing your name, right? Um, <laughs> it's, so, it's what
3: you've done since then that counts. So you put, I, a, you well, put a lot of time I, well, in working. Full,
1: full transparency, and Mama Mimi knows this, like, I snuck out the night before my <laughs> SAT test, like, snuck out my window, you know, mm. was running around with some boy, mm. you know, all the things that we do when we're in high school. Um, but... I crushed my ACT. Okay. My 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 history and my science, I scored a 28 on my ACT baby. Mm. And that's what got me into college. <laughs> although <laughs> although <laughs> Although some I school, had to... some schools
3: don't need both tests. They just, just submit one. you
1: Although I had to I, I had to go for I had to start early. I had to do the summer session, which was fine because I felt like I went and I did the summer session and I felt like I already had a leg up on everyone who was coming mm-hmm. in for the fall because I, I already mm-hmm. knew the lay of the land. Anyway, mm-hmm. enough about my enough about my 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 schooling. Um, I'm with you. How how we, we've got Gordon Damer who's following us. So we've got a hard out here. We've got to get the show to Gordon Damer. So uh, how are you playing this? What's your score? How does this all pan out, Kiwi? Uh,
3: Which game? First one, Chiefs, Jags?
1: No, 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 no. We already we talked the Chiefs already. Giants.
3: Okay, Giants game. I think um, uh, I'm I'm wholeheartedly with the Giants. Not just because you know, obviously, I played there for nine years, won two Super Bowls, yada yada yada. But Mm -hmm. I think that you know. Being able to get your best players on the field, get them healthy, and to get the best performance out of the players that you need at this point in the season is very underrated. Having a coaching staff that everybody believes in to be able to come in and turn the culture around, similar to you know what's happening in Jacksonville, but being a little bit ahead of that talent-wise um, is also. Awesome. And then I also just don't believe in the scouting report coming out of um, Philadelphia. Nope. Jalen Hurts come into this game full, healthy, and had you know played well you know towards the end of the season. Maybe my mindset would have been a little bit different but I think you know you can pick either team in this game um, and give some good reasons as to why I just believe in the momentum that the Giants are carrying talent wise we are we all understand that they might be a little bit you know overmatched in certain positions but you know that momentum and this culture right now is going to be enough to get them to win
1: I'm with you Um, I don't know if the Giants win I wouldn't be shocked if they do again. I, I, there's just so much uncertainty here and and I'm with you. I'm not buying that Jalen hurts is okay. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that wink Martindale and Ojalary is expected to go and Thibodeau Mm -hmm. and Dexter Lawrence. And you know, all the guys, Leo Williams, who this will be his first time playing against the Eagles. I think they're going to get after hurts. And, Mm -hmm. and again, I don't wish ill will on anyone, but you know, who knows if, if hurts can play all four quarters, will we see Gardner Minshew? I wouldn't be shocked there either. So, Mm I, I do like the Giants. I, I hope the Giants win. Uh, I do like the Giants getting the points. I think it's going to be close. So I like the Giants getting the 7.5, the 8, eight and a half, nine, whatever it, it, it goes up to by kickoff. Some other prop bets that I'm going to be playing out there. I'm fading Hurts. So under touchdown passes, under passing yards. I think he throws an interception. Under rushing yards for Hurts. As I said earlier, it was one of my best bets. Dallas Goddard over receiving yards. Emmanuel, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Miles Sanders over rushing yards. I do like that as well because I think that they're going to rely on him to run the football. I don't think we're going to see Hertz run the football as much. Um, Reddick with a sack for the Giants. I love Daniel Jones over rushing yards. I think we're going to see that. And also I like Saquon Barkley over receiving yards at 24.5. So That's all the ways that I'm going to be playing this Giants game. Everybody, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. We so appreciate it. Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, Amanita Marks. We'll be back bright and early tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., to start recapping this one and preview the next two that will be on the slate tomorrow. I want to thank Joe and Harvey for producing the show as well. Gentlemen, thank you, thank you, thank you. Stay tuned. Uh, You've got Gordon Damer coming your way next right here on 98.7 ESPN.